lunchies this is nancy and this is wayne welcome to lunchtime movie critics today we are discussing the 2017 film pottersville available on netflix starring michael shannon ian G- mcshane yeah judy greer judy greer and a handful of, oh ron perlman, ron perlman. yeah, yeah. <laughs> great actors uh-huh. weird plot which is why i chose it Yes. Um, so, intro into this town. It's a down-on-its-luck town. The mill has closed. Nobody has a job. You In the intro, you see all of these for sale signs or closed signs, and it's really kind of sad. And you go, aw, sad town. Mm-hmm. But then you see this um, great scene right at the beginning of the general store mm-hmm. and Michael Sh- uh, Shannon that's mm-hmm. his name right yeah. Michael Shannon's character <laughs> and um, you see like this um, mom and her son and what lean forward oh oh, oh sorry I always do that <laughs> you always um, lean back <laughs> and um, she like you know everybody's poor in this town because right. everything's closing so she's like you know I know that my you know tab is really high but can I put this on credit and he's like, of course, yeah, you know. And so he, so he, you know, writes <laughs> her out, name in this book. Pulls out this book and writes right. her name down and, right. and stuff like that. And then this guy named Bart comes in with a whole bunch of meat. Played by Ian McShane. <laughs> he is awesome. He I, he's is like awesome. my favorite character. He's, yeah. <laughs> but Bart is probably my very favorite character in this, in oh, this yeah. film, too. He's uh, like... Followed by Brock, because... <laughs> Yeah, but, well. But we'll get to him. Is silly. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, comes in, and the main character is Maynard, the owner of this general store. Right. Who has the book of credit. And, anyway, he comes in and buys some elk steaks from Right, from Bart. From Bart. Yeah, that's like... A, a trapper. That's like Bart's only gig, right? He's, yeah, he's a trapper, yeah. hunter. And apparently and, drinks a lot of his own moonshine. Yep. And so he leaves a bottle of moonshine. I feel like that's an important thing that we need to, to, to leave because he's like, you need to get crazy. <laughs> to get <laughs> Basically crazy. telling Maynard, you, you're too straight-laced. Right. He you said, need to get a little crazy. So Maynard says, like, um, that's, doesn't, that stuff will make you crazy. Yeah. And I love this line. He says something, Bart says something to be effective. If the thought of flying through space on this rock at 60,000 miles an hour with only one way off doesn't drive you crazy... Like yeah. Nothing will or whatever. Right. You know. And so then Maynard's like, okay, I'll take the moonshine and the elk steaks and he's going to go home early. And well, kind of the gist is he says something like, you need to, you need to get out of this store and you need to breathe life. Right. Isn't that what he says? Right. Like, you need to breathe life. Yeah. Yes. And, so, right. he, so he decides he's going to leave early, take these elk steaks home to his wife, Pick get some, some wine and yeah. flowers and surprise her at home. And, right. And, With a nice dinner. And yeah. So try you, and breathe life. Exactly. Yeah. So he gets home and I love... Side note. Yeah. His house is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, just from, for those of you who don't know, I own an old house <laughs> and I love old houses and this Victorian is just amazing it's and I love cool. it and like the colors and it's beautiful and anyway so he gets home to his beautiful old Victorian home right. and I, <laughs> I love that when he walks in the front door he's like he's like honey I'm, I'm here and he hears um like a bark, howl bark yeah a howl not barking but a howl and he's like did she get a puppy, <gasps> did she get a puppy? <laughs> and he runs upstairs all excited and uh, he walks in on his wife and Ron Perlman's character dressed as a bunny 
and a wolf, right? Respectively, and um, although he mistakes him for a squirrel, and my favorite line so in this scene is Ron Perlman correcting him every time, like, "I'm a wolf. It doesn't make sense if I'm not a wolf." <laughs> Yeah, and so he's very confused by all of this, and they just keep telling him that it's um, that they're they're part of a club, right? They're furries, and they're part of a club, and they don't have sex. It's yeah, it's just, not a weird thing. It's not a weird thing, except they like to put on costumes. <laughs> so weird. It is. So weird. Okay, so that's one of the weird things about this movie, and that's one of the reasons why I chose it was mm-hmm. because of one Bigfoot and two the whole furry club was just right. It's super weird. So weird, but it ends up like kind of tying the Bigfoot right thing, into it, which we haven't even said that yet. But right. that's fine. So uh, yeah, the furry club, and then my favorite part of that scene because it's just so ridiculous is Ron Perlman's character is Maynard's best friend. His name's Jack, I think, right? Yes. He is, he is and he's a sheriff. He's the sheriff, and so he says this as Maynard is getting ready to leave, upset. Mm-hmm. He says, "Hey, buddy, uh, we've been friends a long time. I need to ask you a favor." Um, I'm kind of a big deal in this town. Um, we need to, can we keep this between us? So he's like thinking that this is a weird thing going on between his best friend and his wife. And now he's asking him to keep it quiet. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't want that to get out. Right. You know, that he's a furry because he's the sheriff. Right. Yeah. Well, and then, so he, the next scene is him back at the general store. And Judy Greer's character plays, she plays... Parker, who is the general store assistant, she helps Maynard out at the store. And so she's closing up the store, and he comes back, and he's drunk. And he's had half that bottle of moonshine. The wine. And the wine. he drank the wine, too. And so then he comes back, and he's just smashed. Mm -hmm. And my favorite line in this conversation, because she's like, what happened? And I wrote it down, and he says, I went out to breathe some life. (laughs) And then life decided to take a poop in my face. <laughs> and he says, he says, rabbit and squirrel poop, to be precise. Yes. <laughs> and that's exactly how they And then say he's it. like, oh, wait, it was a wolf. <laughs> right, right. Like, that's important. Yeah. Like, that's important. And then uh, she's asking what's wrong, what happened with Connie. And uh-huh. she- <laughs> Do you have that line, too? He says, she's been replaced by the Easter Bunny's evil twin. Yeah, drunk. He's like, there is no Connie. She's been replaced by the Easter Bunny's evil twin. It's so funny. It's so cute and sad at the same time. It is. It's it's funny. It's sad. You're kind of like, oh, it's a bummer. Um, and I love I love that she's like really concerned about him, and he's drunk, and she's gonna like you know take him back to her place, you know, um, right. instead yeah. of letting him stay there in the store. And he says, "Do you belong to Furry Sex Club?" And she's like, you know what? I think you'll be fine. <laughs> and she leaves. I think you'll be okay. I'm out. Like, I gotta leave now. Because he didn't He didn't really he, tell her. He just made these right. random comments. So she has no idea. She has no idea. Yeah. And so he's drunk. And he's sitting there all alone now. Because Parker's left. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember exactly what he said right before it. Uh, I think I have it. You have it? Yeah. You took it, that if, note down? If, if we're talking about the same thing, he says, he says, all right, I'll play freaky forest animals with you. That's what it is! <laughs> and so he sees the ghillie suit hanging up in the camo area of his gem, general store. Uh-huh. And he goes, he gets some camo on, the ghillie suit on, and goes in the back, finds the Halloween costumes, and puts on gorilla gloves and mm-hmm. mask. And just 
goes around town screaming. It's this montage of him like yelling <laughs> and going Rawr! like all over town in the dark. In the dark. And he's drunk. Drunk. Yeah. And he wakes up. So he wakes up the next morning. What's the the uh, employee's name? Parker. Parker. I can remember yeah. that. So she wakes him up. He's asleep in the office. And she, like, bumps him with the door. And she's like, get dressed and get out here. And so he comes out and sees the store is full of people. And the they're, like, watching the TV. And he starts to put together that there is something going on. Right. right? And, um... And you're seeing these interviews mm-hmm. with the people of the town and showing these little clips of, like, his flashbacks of the things he did right. happening. <laughs> and uh, one of the things was, like, like the, the old guy, I think he's like, he's like, and then he drank from the, the fountain of the little boy peeing or something like right. that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you see him, like, getting down and drinking from the fountain. Just peeing right into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It was really funny. Super so funny. there's this whole Bigfoot sighting. And my thought with this is like, like no one can see that it's a guy in a ghillie, ghillie suit with a mask. They see like, what they want to see. They see what see. they want to see. <laughs> so it takes off. Everyone wants Bigfoot merchandise. There's Bigfoot tour buses. All of this stuff. Kind of weird. Uh-huh. But the whole town is just exploding with people that want to see Bigfoot. Right. And so he keeps it up. And that's kind of the big thing, is that he is still dressing up and going out and pretending to be Bigfoot. One of my favorite things is when he goes by the house of that family as they're putting up their Christmas tree, and the little boy looks outside and sees him and goes, Merry Christmas, Bigfoot! (laughs) And, like, waves at him. (laughs) He's all like, outside the window. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was just, it was so cute. And so he really is just doing this because he sees that it's making the town happy and making the money. Mm-hmm. Like people are coming in and spending their money there yeah. and, uh, and that's good for the town. And like these, these two young guys create a bunch of merchandise to sell and they're selling mm-hmm. it in his store. And so, excuse me. Yeah. So everybody is profiting, you know, yes. either financially or just their mood, mm-hmm. you know, um, so he, he feels guilty, though, about all this publicity. And so he takes the costume in a duffel bag to Jack, the sheriff, his friend, yep. to try to tell him what, that it's really him. And my, f- my like, great line, um, favorite line from that scene is Jack is like, I don't really have time to talk right now because I've got all this other stuff going on. Um, and there's some conversation about the furry, about the furry thing. And, uh, but Jack says, it could have been anyone from the club up there in your bedroom. And he goes, thanks. I feel a lot better now. Like that makes me feel any better. Right. That it could, could have, have been, been anyone. anyone of them. We don't have anything special. It could have been anyone. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't remember exactly where this line was, but Maynard says something like, she's been enjoying all kinds of animals lately. I don't it was remember. right after that, but I don't remember why. I don't remember why either. That's all related to the furry thing, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, Brock shows up. And who is Brock? Brock is the host of Monster Finder or something like <laughs> yeah, that. I think that's what it was. I think that's what it's called. Uh-huh. And it's this TV show, like, 
I, I think of like the the ghost sure. hunter like type ghost people hunters, or man versus wild yeah. that kind of thing except with mythical creatures right so yeah. he's searching for mythical creatures like uh, he says he's like looked for the yeti and the chupacabra the like, Australian yaoi yeah he's one of them that he, that he mentions so he's Australian right very no. very yeah. poor accent but right he's supposed to be Australian. So he's like going out and talking to people and like trying to figure out where the Bigfoot has been seen. And so they go out onto Grasshopper Hill. Yeah. And they um, are looking for the Yeti. And I love that when the camera is on him, he does like, 20 different takes. Right. Like different things. So like, like, well, let's do that again. Yeah. Oh, let's have the spectacles that right, right, <laughs> made right, it more right. interesting. Or that was fun or something like that. And he, like, <laughs> jumps up and takes his glasses off. <laughs> like David Caruso style. Right, yeah. right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. CSI Miami right there. <laughs> uh, and then he is, uh, where do I find the Fosters? Oh, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> what? What? And he goes, it's Australian for beer. Yeah. I'm like, uh, okay. I don't no. know if Australians really drink Fosters. But I don't know either. Yeah. And then he sings a song about the Yeti. Right, which is totally like, I wrote a song about the Yeti, and they're like, you know, they were like, play it. And he's like, oh, you don't want to hear it. But here's a guitar. I'll play it right now. You know, right. like, he feigns, like, feigns modesty, and then he right. plays it anyway. And Pretty it's much awful. the whole time. Right, right. And, uh, and he, you know, in this little community, dedicates the playing of that song to Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Which is like... Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Yeah. That, I think it's that feign humility kind of thing that you talked about. Like, right. I'm totally humble. I'm going to dedicate this to Nelson Mandela. <laughs> I don't know. But it, you can tell that, that he's an arrogant guy and that right. he's playing it up. Right. So, anyway. So then at that point, um, Bart offers to catch the Squatch. Because at this point, it's all about just finding it and catching it on film. Yes. But Bart, who's the hunter or trapper, mm-hmm. um, he offers to catch it. Yes. Yep, he wants to catch it. And the way he interjects is so funny to me that he does the chalkboard Oh, on the scratch, finger, yeah, fingernails, the fingernails on, the... on the chalkboard, just <laughs> scraping down yeah, to, yeah. Inter- to interrupt the singing what did he call him mr singing television man right 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 (laughs) and like that scene you can tell obviously bart is the expert in trapping and hunting animals and this guy is just and you already you already get a point or an idea by this point that bart finds this whole thing ridiculous oh totally yeah yeah which which shows itself really in just a couple minutes later yep um, so the next thing they do is they go out to try to catch it. So mm-hmm. it's basically like the whole town with, um, the Brock, Brock, the, thank you. Yeah. And Bart is there and Jack and, um, and so then Brock finds a dead deer and the deer's leg is, is broken, broken. like, you know, bent the wrong way, broken. And, um, he like, he gets down and he says like, Oh, I've seen this before. Yeah. You know, with the Australian <laughs> Yowie or whatever. And uh, that basically he breaks the leg that way, you know, mm-hmm. like that's what he does. And and Bart says, or he could have stepped in that hole and broke it and died of exposure. Right. Which is the more logical explanation. Right. He's like, oh, no, this is definitely no. the, the Yeti. And, um, and, and then uh, Brock says something like he finds some sap and he goes like, 
on the I don't know if it was on the deer or on the tree or something, but it was on a it was on a stick. Yeah, on a stick, and he goes he goes squatch feeds on seep. Seep seep to feed its powerful libido. (laughs) So dumb. What? Like, you just know this guy is just ridiculous. Right, right, right. And he just becomes more and more ridiculous as the show goes on. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, I think this might be a good time for a break. Okay. Okay. And we're back. Woohoo! That was a great break, by the way. It was a great break. It was. It was awesome. (laughs) So, um, so at this point now, they decide that um, that Bart needs to, like, not Wait. have the whole town with him, right? Well, this, not quite yet. Oh, okay. There's the scene where they're like, okay, we're going to set up on Grasshopper Hill at night. And so, like, it's just Brock and his crew. Oh, right, right. And Maynard is there because he knows what they're going to do. Right. It's not like Brock keeps it a secret or anything. Right. So... Maynard gets all dressed up, goes up there, and then so he starts, like, trying to communicate with the beast. By so, like, clapping. he'll clap. Yeah, he's like... Yeah, and then he'll, like, do these different calls and whatever. Right. So Maynard starts calling back, and the production guy that's supposed to be... The one who's actually calling back. The one that's back. actually calling back is getting yeah. freaked out, and he goes, that wasn't me. Yeah, and then, there's something out here. There's yeah. something out here. And so by the time, like... Maynard gets up close and goes out, rawr, like, out. Everyone's scattered. Like, he right. totally freaked them out. It's the thing they've been looking for. He shows himself and they all run. And my line from that that I yeah. pulled out was, I don't think they got their picture. <laughs> <laughs> He's so dejected that yeah. they didn't get their picture. He's doing all of this for them. Right. He's very selfless. So yeah. that's when they approach Bart. Right, right, right. To get Bart involved to actually track and possibly kill Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And so, so then So was he he was gonna go was he gonna go alone or was he gonna bring Brock with him? Or Brock said I'm it was going. Just going to be Bart and Brock and right. then the sheriff Jack was like He's like, I'm coming with I'm you. I'm coming with you. Yeah. Because he can just imagine that Bart would actually like hurt Brock in right, some way. Right. You need the buffer. Right. Yeah. So the three of them go out there. Mm-hmm. So there's this, so they, they set up a tent and everything. They're going to kind of camp out yep. out there trying to find him to catch him. In the snow, in the cold. It, right, right. Because it is December. And um, and there's this great line, and I don't remember why he says it exactly, but, um, but Bart says this to Brock, I think. He says... I don't think you're stupid, but when it comes to thinking, you have bad luck. Yeah. I wrote that one down, too. (laughs) I love that line. (laughs) When it comes to thinking, you have bad luck. And, yeah, Mark and I were watching this together, again, because we've seen this several times. (laughs) If if you guys didn't know, this was the movie that sparked this whole it was thing. the whole this podcast. whole podcast. Yeah. This was the movie because my husband watched it, made me watch it with him, <laughs> and then I was like, "Wayne has to see this." <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> the kind of movie you'd love. Mark was going to join us today, by the way. He is. Oh sick. yeah, that's yeah, right. Oh. He was going to come, but he's actually sick. Medward mentioned stopping by too, but no Medward either. No so. Medward either. <laughs> yep. So it's just us. <laughs> but anyway. 
So so they're out in the wilderness, right? Doing and then, nothing. And then you see Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're doing that, and Maynard is out. No, he's not out there. At he's the not time, out there. Obviously, he is at the general store working right, with Parker, right, right. and they have this conversation, mm-hmm. and they like Parker says Bart's going after Bigfoot, and mm-hmm. Maynard's like, "What do you think he would do?" And she's like. I think he'd have his head stuffed on the wall. Mm. And so, like, you can tell that there's this, oh, no. Right. He might actually try and kill me if I go right. out there. <laughs> so um, so then Parker, uh, hopefully I'm not jumping over anything, but um, Parker so. finds the suit. Yes. And she doesn't know, but she starts, she's starting, like, well, this is weird. Like, uh-huh. it's in the bag, I think. Yeah. That... So she's like, why is there a gorilla mask and a ghillie suit in a bag it's weird um but there's just a look she just has a look so then it kind of jumps back and forth at this point and um it goes back to them out there searching for him and something happens you've got um bart with a trank gun and brock has a trank gun and i think bart is trying to let brock think that he is going to get him Yes. Like, shoot him with it because they think they've got him. and um, But what actually happens is Brock shoots Jack with the trank gun mm-hmm. and takes him out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because, I mean, Jack is this, you know, big, imposing man. Well, right. And Brock Ron is this, Yeah. Jack, exactly. so he's... Which he did not look good in this movie, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Brock, you know, looks scared once he realizes that he just tranked Jack but mm-hmm. like he's going to kill me when he wakes up. And then I Parker does come to the conclusion that Maynard is Bigfoot. Bigfoot because mm-hmm. she offers for him to come over and they she's like I make a mean jiffy pop. <laughs> right. And <laughs> so, you know, she offers for him to come over and he's like no, I'm good. I'm going to just stay in tonight. And that's when it clicks for her that He's Bigfoot, and so he right. is going to go out there, and she knows that Bart's probably going to hurt him at mm-hmm. some point. Right. But before that, before he actually goes out, this story just gets more awesome and more weird, and they hear stuff going on out there, and they're, like, going towards it, and they see these lights, and they hear this music, and they're like, what is going on? And it's the furry club out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like first ever outdoor meeting. Right. They decide to put up lights and dance in costumes. Right. Yeah. And it was like their Bigfoot spirit call or something. <laughs> right. I can't remember. I didn't write it down and I should have. Um, but yeah. And but as they get closer to it, Jack, who's now awake, looks scared. Right, because, because they're going to find out that right. he he sees the furry club and is going, oh, no. So he's trying to, like, no, that's nothing over there. Let's let's ignore that. <laughs> and Bart's like, no, we're going to see what it is. <laughs> and Brock's kind of just following along at this point because yeah. he's shot Jack with the trank gun. Yeah, so just going to do whatever Jack says, pretty much. Whatever yeah. Jack and Bart tell me. <laughs> so he is... They, like, go in there, and Bart is like, what is this? This is so weird. There's, like, furries everywhere. And they start, like, hugging him, and he starts getting into it. Brock does. Not Bart. Oh, right, But Brock does. Brock is like, 
all right. Yeah. And Bart is a bunch like, of freaks. <laughs> you guys is crazy. Yeah. So while Jack admits at that point that he's part of mm-hmm. the furry club, and then Brock is all in it, and then Bart just takes out his gun and shoots mm-hmm. a into the air. Into yeah, the yeah. air. So he shoots in the air, and it catches everyone's attention, and he's like, y'all have to get out of here. So he gets the whole club out of here, and Jack and Bart and Brock all go back to their campground. And yeah, it's really awkward after that, Mm -hmm. because Bart's like, you guys can sleep outside. (laughs) (laughs) He like already didn't like Brock. Who right. now is maybe gonna join the club? Right. And Jack is Knows. is like a weirdo now to him. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's like, you guys can sleep outside. Yeah. So then they do. Maynard is out there in costume, mm-hmm. and they do actually shoot him with the tran- right. tranquilizer dart. And but what's funny to me is they don't look at him obviously because it would be pretty obvious that it's a ghillie suit and a gorilla mask. Right. They just Bart cover him does. with a blanket. Yeah. Well, Bart does, because Bart's the one that shoots him. Right. So I think Bart knows. I think, that's my, uh, my theory, is that I think Bart knows that it's Maynard okay. when he shoots him just okay. with, the, with the drink gun. And then I mean, he's covering like, him with a blanket, he is, and he's not an idiot. He's like an animal trapper, so right. he would know. So he knows that it's a person, and I think he's made that connection that it's uh, Maynard. Okay. And so then they load him up into Bart's truck, and... They bring them into the town and mm-hmm. everything, and Brock's like, we got him! And right. he's like shouting and telling everybody to come to the square. So everyone comes into the square mm-hmm. to see what's going on. And, and does, does Parker like come running up? Yes. Like, oh my god, you, you shot man. him! You yeah. Shot. Yeah. yeah, she's freaking out because... Mm-hmm. She knows what's going on. And, and she jumps up on the truck and, like, pulls his mask off, and everybody sees that it's Maynard, and they are angry. They're so... It's angry mob time. Right. Like, they are so furious, and some of them are like, you ruined Christmas and New Year's! And, <laughs> and the little old Millie, lady. Oh, yeah. Millie, yeah, yeah, the yeah. little old lady. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to kick my big foot up your butt or something yeah, like that. Something yeah, something like that. And, yeah. like, they all say terrible things to Maynard. Mm-hmm. And so Parker is now, like, trying to restore Maynard's reputation. Right. So after that incident, the next day she calls everybody. Because he's packing up the store. He's just oh, going to yeah. move. Oh, yeah, he's just going to move. Like, he's... they all hate him, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates him, and they need revenge on him i guess i don't know they're all very angry at him Mm -hmm. so he's gonna leave so she calls this meeting and this is the most heartfelt scene Uh uh-huh it's great it's it's a really great scene she she tells like you know it's not the entire town but like you know a lot of key characters that have been in the movie and she holds up the credit book and she says you all know this book and their heads all kind of you know lower a little bit because Maynard's giving them all credit. Right. And she's like, you know, says something about, at one time or another, you've all had your names in this book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they and it's obvious that they all have. They Yeah. Right. Because nobody has a job. Right. <laughs> He's extending credit to everyone. Yeah. Everyone. And so she's like, opens the book. Yeah. And they realize it's blank. It's completely he empty. He has never recorded a single credit that he has given to anyone in this town. Yeah. 
So everyone never meant to get any of his money back. No, everyone feels, I think, guilty mm-hmm. that they've said so many different things mm-hmm. about him. But now they they feel like, wow, he's he really was this great guy. Right. And and they're probably a little conflicted because at this point they still don't even really realize why he did it. No, nobody yeah. really knows why he did it. Right. And it, the news reporter. Gutierrez. Yes. She, she like Stacey. overpronounces her name. Yeah. She comes in and she asks him, like, why did you do this? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I just... Want... Saw how happy it made everybody. Right. Yeah. He just like saw how happy it And so he's like, oh, so I did it. Yeah. And that was kind of it until... She was, like, all packing up, and mm-hmm. he's all packing up his store, and the news reporter's going to leave, and he's going to leave, and whatever. And, like, the entire town starts filing into the store to give him whatever little money they have. Right. And so, like, it's a wonderful life mm-hmm. scene, which Pottersville, obviously, there's that connection to it. Was that the name of the town? And If he, if he was never born. Yeah. It was renamed to Pottersville. Bedford oh. Falls was renamed to Pottersville. Oh my goodness, you never made that connection? No. <gasps> no. What? Wow. So yeah, this is totally like, it's a wonderful life kind of spoof movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. now that we're 30 minutes into this podcast. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? So anyway, everyone comes in very, it's a wonderful life. They're mm-hmm. putting, you know, they're signing the, the book and they're mm-hmm. putting money in the book and they're bringing them whatever they have. And Millie apologizes for saying what she did about her big foot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone apologizes. Everyone mm-hmm. that said mean things to him in the square mm-hmm. comes up to him and says, I'm really sorry for what I said about you, about ruining Christmas and New Year's and all of this stuff. Yeah. And it was such a sweet moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It and, was a very, very, very heartfelt, like you said, moment yeah. in this silly movie right. that now, you know, everybody um, uh, realizes that Maynard has never done anything to hurt any of them. No. You know. And I like this quote, and I, I think this is when he's talking to the reporter that first time around, mm-hmm. and he says, hope isn't the most realistic thing, but it makes the world a better place. Mm, yeah. That's and right. I thought that was a really good, touching, mm-hmm. like moment because it's true he was just trying to give him hope like a little bit of money a little bit of income Mm -hmm. to get this struggling town up so they all apologize connie comes in right and she's all over him oh yeah she wants to get back together and him wear that ghillie suit again and Mm -hmm. like and and he says you know what connie you were right and she's like i know honey it's okay he's like no you were right that we should split up (laughs) And she is just all, what? (laughs) Taken aback, and she leaves. She's obviously very full of herself and expected that to go her way. Right. Right. And then he and Parker... Get together. Get together. He asks her if that rain check for Jiffy Pop is still open. (laughs) And they get together, and you see this montage towards the end of the movie of... You know, them taking out a loan and them revitalizing the old mill. The Pottersville Mm -hmm. Mill becomes the Bigfoot Museum. Right, so that people from all over will still come to their town and spend their money. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. They create this great tourist attraction. And the lady and her son that you see at the very beginning of the movie 
ties back in. She's coming by to visit her husband on his lunch break mm-hmm. because Maynard gave him a job. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. It was a great movie. It really was. Yeah. I know these movies that we talk about aren't always good movies. This was a very good movie. It, w- it was. It was good. really corny. Yes. But it was good. It had it, a good message. It did have a good message. It yeah. was a little weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Brock. We never brought up Brock again. Oh, right. So towards the end, you find out Brock is a phony. He's right. from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. and Oh, he was going to sue them, by the way, too. Oh, yeah. He was going to sue the whole town yeah. for damages. $150 million or yeah. something like that. Right, right, right. You know, the town's like broke. Right. So... <laughs> Okay. And so then come to find out, he drops the charges because... Because it's found out that he's a fraud. He's a fraud. Mm -hmm. And so he gets fired from his job. And doesn't sue the town. Or at least you get that impression. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's a good movie. It was really... Highly recommend it. Yeah. Me too. So... That was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. So um, this was obviously sort of Christmas related Mm because it's December. And um, so we're actually, um, special treat for you lunchies, we're doing um, two Christmas themed movies. Double feature! (laughs) So uh, in um, in a week or so. Yeah, um, during our Christmas break here at the college. We will um, put out another episode for... A 1987, I believe, is the that year. That was a terrible drum roll really on your desk. <laughs> Santa Claus, the movie, starring Dudley Moore and John Lithgow and David John Lithgow's Huddleston. in this one? Yes. This sounds amazing. And a little teaser for you. Part of the reason I love this movie and have since I was a kid is because of the color puce. It's such an ugly color. It's such an ugly word. It is. But it has, it, it's featured in the movie a little bit. A little so, bit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's when was this movie made? 87, I think. Okay. The year I was born. Yeah. And it's, uh, it was in theaters. It was a, it was a big deal. Because it's you Santa Claus, you... colon, the movie. Right. Yeah. Like, you're into these 80s movies. Well, a lot of 80s <laughs> movies fit into the theme of our show, so it works. But that is true. Yeah, we could do a whole thing about weird music from the 80s, too. So. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so look look forward to that in a couple of weeks. And a um, and, um, couple of really quick things. If you like the show and wouldn't mind going to... Um, Apple podcasts and rating us and leaving us a little review um, that helps other people find the show. It's amazing to see how people from all over the country are just kind of slowly picking up the show and, and listening to it. So we um, have listeners in over thirteen states, which is yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, let's be honest here. How many people did you think would listen to our podcast? Five. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> Not many of them. No, that's probably what my estimate. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. like no more than ten people we know. Our yeah, yeah, right. Our first episode is forty-one listens mm-hmm. as of today. Six strings, Saint Mariah is forty-one listens, and that yeah. just like blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> so we want to keep it up. So yeah. you know, if you can leave a review for us, that would be helpful. And then the other thing is, you can be included in future episodes. Um, if you um, want to watch any of these movies, you can go to our website, lunchtimemoviecritics.com, and there's a place in the menu where you can uh, click and leave a voice message up to a minute long, and um, 
will include it in the show. It could be your favorite quote from the movie. Mm -hmm. It could be your favorite scene from the movie. Mm -hmm. Just a quick little one-minute message, Mm -hmm. and we will include it in our next podcast. And you know what? If you want to leave a message about any of the previous movies, we'll we'll find a way to include those, too. Oh, yeah. For sure. Or just send us a message. Say hey. Say hey. Whatever. You can use your best fake accent of any kind. That would be fun. Bonus points for Australians. Just like Brock. Right. (laughs) All right. Well, I should probably be back to work. Me too. All right. Bye, lunchies. Have a great day. Mm